What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of Happy Hour. This episode is so much fun with Maddie, you guys. She is just such an interesting person overall, especially being a soul cycle instructor. So this has got to be one of my favorite episodes, just letting you know, FYI. And before we get into it, I just wanted to introduce the sponsor of today's show. The show is brought to you by Cash App. You already know the number one finance app in the App Store. If you don't have it already, it's a free app that makes it super easy to instantly send money to your friends or whoever you owe. If you need to pay someone back, Cash App is the app to use. I always use it after group dinners or if someone pays for my coffee or whatever it is. There are so many reasons you would use Cash App. And yeah, my friends use Cash App all the time for paying back for like food, coffee, stuff like that. Cash App also comes with a cash card, a free debit card that's just linked with your Cash App account that comes with Boost, which I know I've talked about before, but they're literally like instant rewards for shopping at places you already love and shop at. You get discounts at places like Whole Foods, Target, and way more. And it's literally like having credit card perks, which is so nice. Also, the best thing about Cash App is I get to support one of my favorite organizations, the Jimmy Fund, and you guys can help support them too when you sign up for Cash App and use the promo code HAPPYHOUR, all cash one word you'll instantly receive ten dollars and cash up will also donate ten dollars to the jimmy fund which if you didn't know it's a charity that raises money for adult and pediatric cancer care and research to improve the chances of survival for these patients so if you haven't downloaded cash app in the past this literally is the time you guys download cash app and yeah i just would hope that you would consider downloading it and using my promo code since we can fundraise so much money for the jimmy fund together you get ten dollars to you and ten dollars towards defeating cancer which i'm so happy we get to help so again use the promo code happy hour when you download download cash app from the app store today and now getting into the episode welcome back to a new episode of happy hour today we are joined by maddie hi Yay. this is so exciting i feel like this has been <laughs> so a long funny. time coming <laughs> yeah i'm so amped. i'm excited um you know i've been wanting to collab for a while so this is just this is just super special yeah and this just makes so much sense too i feel like because i always go to your class and just in like being in boston yeah and i feel like we're like similar and different in so many ways. So this is going to be so interesting. Yes. But first I wanted to plug your stuff in case they like don't follow you, don't know who you are. Yes. Oh my gosh. Tell I them. appreciate that so much. So um, if you want to follow me on Instagram, my <laughs> handle is MadsTads, M-A-D-D-Z-T-A-D-D-Z. It's actually, it was like a silly nickname in college, actually not college, high school. Mm-hmm. And now it's just something, it's just become like my brand sort of. Yeah. And um, that's where you can find my podcast as well my podcast is called Mads Taz Beyond the Bike Mm -hmm. so just taking kind of what I do in the room because obviously my audience is super 
limited. You know, I only teach in Boston and taking mm-hmm. what I do in the room and offering it to everybody all over. So that's been really fun. I love your podcast. Yeah. I love it so you. much because so I feel like especially when you go to people's classes and you like love the instructors you want and feel more. close with them. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, I want more than just being in this 45 minute class. Yeah. So it's so interesting. Yeah. That's what basically like my long term goal kind of is because I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't know how long I can ride a bike for. Um, I would <laughs> love to do it. Fall. Yeah, like <laughs> I would love to do it forever and ever. But I think at some point you have to figure out how you how you transfer to that like next best version of you. So for me, it was like, how do I do what I do in the room and bring that like outside the four walls that yeah. are Soul Cycle. So that's like that. the next chapter that I'm kind of trying to like paw at right now to mm-hmm. figure out what's next that's so interesting and a lot of your guys questions can literally be answered by maddie's like first couple of podcasts like your literal like first episode was all about your journey becoming an instructor totally so i'm going to tell you all to go listen to that one right now because (laughs) everyone's like how did you become an instructor (laughs) literally go listen to that like 20 minutes yeah because it will answer all your questions we're like stop right now go listen to that come back yeah it'll be like the prequel to this yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. i guess you can like briefly say how you became an instructor yeah, um, so long, kind of like the Judy Bloom version is I worked in entertainment in LA and that all encompassed many things, being an executive assistant, working in advertising, working with celebrities, dancing, like all this crazy stuff. And um, I just got super burnt out and I got a job at the front desk at Soul Cycle. I was a studio manager and I was always riding. I would ride like so many times a day. I feel like I would ride like four times a day. I was just like obsessed with it and I loved it so much. And then I got the opportunity to audition and kind of everything started to fall into place that way. And that's kind of how I segued into instructor land. Mm-hmm. That's so interesting. And you guys need to hear the long version because I like knew all of this already, but I know the long version. So yeah, the long version, I mean like anything, your journey in life, it's like, it's going to take twists and turns. And I had a lot of twists and turns before I kind of figured out, okay, like this seems to be what I want to do and what Mm -hmm. I think my calling is. So it took a little while to get there, but now I feel like it's just, we've been rolling along for the past um in April it'll be like four years so that is pretty so wild. crazy it probably feels yeah. like yesterday you probably remember your first class and like I do I always talk about it my first class was in Malibu California which yeah. is just like so uh, I feel like it's just like California is like my lifeblood and it's it was so much part of my journey and like adulthood if you will mm-hmm. um sounds kind of corny but yeah um so it was really special and it, I like wish I was in that class I want to see how you've like it was, changed, yeah you know? well it was like a charity ride too so yeah. it was like I just signed up for soul because my friend um I work a lot with life rolls on which is um that surfing and skating with all I mean any and all kids adults anywhere with any sort of disability and specifically Mm. spinal cord injuries so I just signed up like I literally signed up for bike six and I was like let's go for my first class so Mm -hmm. I would have loved to see me then too because I feel like the transformation would be so insane yeah yeah. It was my birthday too and they brought me a cupcake and I cried. So I, I was like, this place that. is for me. You're this like, I think I can get used to this. I was like, what is this place that they bring you cupcakes and I'm yeah. crying and I don't even know why. I'm yeah. just happy. I've never been on my birthday. Fun fact. Yeah. In like really the four years. I've been riding SoulCycle and this year I was like, I'm so excited. I'm going to be in the Bahamas. I can't come again. But I'm Bahamas so is sad. pretty juicy. Yeah. So. It's like kind of worth <laughs> it's it. It's kind of okay. Yeah. <laughs> we need to just pretend like a different day is my birthday. We'll just make it like. You'll like go downstairs at the hotel and 
find a bike and like yeah. pretend. Yeah. We can just like face Take our in. own like Polaroid <laughs> photo. <FaceTime> in. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Okay. So that is like her short version, you guys. Super short. But, um, and I wanted to say like how we met or how we know each other. Mm. We were just saying how... I don't even remember the first class of Maddie's I took. I should go look back in my yeah, soul you app probably could. and see the first one. scroll a ways back. A oh, way back. I bet you it was like my sophomore year at BU. Probably. And yeah, I just started coming and I told Maddie before we were recording you guys that I would describe her to everyone as like an energizer bunny on a bike up there. Like she's performing, she's like, woo, and she's like this blonde little bunny just bouncing around. And everyone's like, how are we supposed to keep up with that? (laughs) You just try your best. Yeah. (laughs) Try your best. (laughs) Yeah, so that's pretty much that. And I just started going to our classes more and started talking and here we are. Yeah. Yeah. Here we are. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so you guys know her podcast, her Instagram, and you guys know in the beginning of my podcast, we always talk about what we're happy about right now and like a happy like quote or whatever. So, um, well my like happy of the week, if you will, I, um, my parents live in Rhode Island, so my dad drives up a lot and I, it means so much because I mean, he doesn't mind driving, but I, I always mind driving like an hour and a half is just like a lot, especially to do in one day. And he came up and we always try to have, um, dinner at the cheesecake factory in Chestnut Hill once a week. So we did that last night and, um, we really like whacked it up. We even got the strawberry shortcake, which low key is the best dessert if you've never had it at cheesecake. Um, so that was really fun. And I don't know, a quote, Every week I kind of like have like a theme which also ties into my podcast and like last week I was talking about running your own race, race, (laughs) running your own race and this week is kind of, um, I've been saying like say yes to things but like not the things that you don't want to show up to, the things that are going to make you feel better and like be the best version of you Mm -hmm. because I feel like so often we're yes people at heart Mm -hmm. and we say yes to like all these birthdays and all these different things on our calendar that we think we need when actually it's just clutter and we need to kind of clear it out and just say yes to the things that are like truly inspire us and and, and make us feel good. Yeah, and, like, yeah. important. I remember you saying that in your class. You were like, you don't need to say yes to the coffee dates that you're, like, dreading and don't have time yeah. for it, you know? Well, I used to always be that, right? Like, I want to – I want to – I am a people pleaser at heart, you mm-hmm. know? And that's just that's just where I come from because I'm a giver and, like, that is why this is my job and my trade. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you know, if you're not showing up and you're, like, not excited about it, then, like, what's – What's the point? Yeah, because you're burnt out because you're, like, yeah. committing yourself to too much. Yeah, your energy is just off. It's just mm. totally different rather than, you know, saying yes to all the things you actually do want to. And then you show up, like, as a force, like, you know, because mm-hmm. you want to be there and you're excited. And it's just completely different feeling than, like, dragging through the things you don't want to yeah. be at. That reminds me. I know you love Rachel Hollis. I and love I know you love her. So this is, like, speaking your language. And that reminds me, I forget which one of her books that I'm like halfway through. I like never finished. I'm so bad at reading, but you got to get Audible. Yeah, I know. To just listen while I'm driving. It's so good. Yeah. Do you do that while you drive? So I do, I do that when I drive and also when I'm walking everywhere, I'm always listening to like uh, podcasts or, um, I love audiobooks, but specifically I always preview them because I have to like the person's voice and I know that might sound bratty but like like Rachel Hollis's voice is awesome Marie Mm -hmm. Forleo like um 
I, I feel like I listened to another one. Oh, I love Abby Wambach's book, Wolfpack. Mm. It's so good. So um, it's whoever has like a really good voice. And I know that's kind of like, but. No, that makes sense. Yeah. If you're listening to it for an hour out of your day, like it better be yeah, good. Yeah, and like not you like you. their voice. I don't know. I just, like, it's so much easier to just like listen and be like, and really like just kind of like let your brain soak in all the knowledge because you actually like also are enjoying their voice and yeah. they're like entertaining. Yeah. So. You're so efficient, I, efficient queen. I try. You see Maddie bopping down boils and She's listening to her audio Yeah. Well, because you think about it, like, for Soul Cycle, I'm always listening to music. That's why I always joke, like, when I'm driving in my car, sometimes it's just silence. Yeah. like, my brain is like, I just can't listen to one more song. Yeah. And, like, tap it out and be like, would this be a jog or, like, a run? Or yeah. what are we doing? I know. I feel like you would constantly be thinking <laughs> It that. is. Like, I can't even go shopping somewhere without, like, running to, like, I remember I was at, um, I was at Red Lantern once and, like, there was some DJ playing and I was, like, holding my phone up to the speaker. I was, like, standing on top of the bench and everybody was like, Madison, what are you doing? Like, we're at a restaurant. I was like, I need this song. And they were like, this is out of control. Yeah. You like never turn off I was like trying to Shazam switch. it. You're like yeah. always finding yeah. new music. Yeah. You're like, what I, song is that? I used to always Shazam it Forever 21. I don't know like what their playlist was, but it they was insane. One. Wait, yeah. I love that. Yeah. That's so funny. funny. I love that you said that you're happy about, I feel like it's the small things. Because sometimes people are like, I'm so happy for my friends. But literally, if you're just like, I love my little cheesecake dates every week. Like, yeah. that's so cute. It can be super small things too. And I mean, there's so many, it's kind of like when I'm saying, it's like when someone says, what are you grateful for? Is I always feel like sometimes it's just such a loaded question. Like yes. I'm grateful for so many things. So to like pinpoint one specific thing, I always say like, try to start small. So going back to like Rachel Hollis, I do that journal every morning, the start today journal. And that's like really helped me because every day I write down five things that day I'm grateful for. I love that. And I used to really overthink it. I'd be like, it has to be this like overarching, like super Profound. philosophical yeah. thing. And now I can literally wake up and just be like, I'm super grateful that my legs are not sore today. Like yeah. I'm super grateful that I can walk down the street. You know what I mean? Like it could be anything. So mm-hmm. just kind of just not making it as difficult or overthinking yeah. it. Yeah. That reminds me of Arlen more. We were just talking about Arlen, but he's so into like manifestation I and know. law of attraction. He's so, so great. He does that same thing every morning. He like fills out his journal, yeah. what he's grateful for. Yeah, he's the best. Yeah. He's out he's wise beyond his years. Yeah, he really is. <laughs> yeah. He's like really old inside. Yeah. It's 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 great though. I remember I, I saw him in Seaport, I think, and he I just had so many things to say and I like my head like kind of tilted and I was like who are you? Yeah. I have so many questions. I, I describe him to everyone. I'm like, he's so unique. He's not like anyone you've like met before. Yeah. I never know how to describe that's, him. Yeah, no, I think that's pretty spot on. We love you, Arlen. When we you're love listening. you. <laughs> but okay, you guys had so many good questions for Maddie. Like so many good ones. Like there's even more that there's we won't a lot. even be able to get to. There's a lot. But so she kind of talked about her brief story of becoming a soul instructor. I guess what, I don't know if we touched on, but like what made you want to or when did you know like after your first class were you like oh my gosh I want to be up there teaching like what made you No, that was like that was really not the plan so Mm. coming from a corporate background I mean I just wanted to work at a fitness company so Mm. I had worked front desk at Equinox through um I did a program for my last semester of senior year of college, and I was out in L.A. for it. Mm. So I interned for Ellen DeGeneres, actually, which is really funny. That's so cool. Know, that, like, that could be a story in itself, Side right? note, that's that awesome. Like yeah, please make a itself, podcast right? about that, about Ellen. Yeah, um, which was so cool, and I was super lucky because I just, I just happened to, like, know the right person and send the right 
thing and it, it, the timing was great. Um, and while I was doing it in my last semester, I worked the front desk at Equinox and that parlayed into kind of like knowing everybody in the gym space and then the Soul Cycle West Hollywood was literally in LA. It's like in this plaza where they're like across from each other. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of just like cross pollinization, I guess, if you will. Um, that sounded like really weird and smart, but that's <laughs> like that's I don't know what else to describe it. Yeah. So when I had originally became a manager, I was thinking like I'll manage the studios, I'll move up this as far as I can, and then maybe I can work marketing at corporate or whatever. And this is like before social media was like a thing. Mm-hmm. Like there was no Instagram. That's so or if crazy. there was, it was like, I scroll, I tried to scroll back like to my very first picture. And even that was like, you know, when you had like the crazy dramatic filters with like the wild colors and it yeah. was just like weird. Like the square photo that you took yeah, on the square photo. App. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. So like that barely even existed when mm-hmm. I started. So like that wasn't even a job that I thought I could have, social mm-hmm. media. Yeah. So just in the past like five, six years, like the whole playing field has changed. Yeah. Like the whole oh, playbook yeah. has changed. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was my original thing. And then I was riding so much and I like just really liked it. I've always been super athletic. Like I cheered in college and my whole life. So it mm-hmm. gave me that kind of same pump and I, I like feed off that. Yeah. Um, so I started riding for different instructors and always riding podium and people were like, you should do this, you should do this. And... I was like, yeah, maybe I could. So that's what kind of like procured me to go to an audition mm-hmm. um, and kind of go through the process of that. Yeah. Yeah. I remember you saying you'd always ride for Laura Crago. Yeah. And it's so funny because now Laura's in Boston and I, yeah. it's just like so full circle that yeah. we've like followed each other from coast to coast and both our stories are kind of like really wild and yeah. winding and turny. So that's really fun. Um because her and I have been close for a while. But then, you know, I've, I used to ride for Angela. I rode for David. I rode for Danielle McCleary. I mean, like, I would ride for anybody that I could. Mm-hmm. You know, like, that was just, like, what I love to do. And then that kind of turned into, like, all these people being like, why don't you do it? Yeah. And I feel like once you, you like, hear something. Yeah, like, when someone tells you something over and over and over, it your brain starts to kind of be like, wait. Okay, like, should I actually explore right. this? Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So that's what kind of put the the bug in my head. I feel like will. I would be in my bedroom and I would be like teaching to like everybody. Like oh my gosh. People, yeah. Yeah. It's so <laughs> weird when it's like big people or like the auditions are, so, well, the audition that I went on, the room was full because there were just so many people mm-hmm. auditioning. But yeah, I've definitely, I don't, I feel like it'd be so weird to do a mock audition. Mm-hmm. To like yeah. know people. Was it so nerve wracking in the beginning? Um, I feel like I wouldn't be confident. I feel like I'd no, have to, like, you're not confidence. confident. You're yeah. not confident at all. So that's the thing too. And I think something that I was actually driving and I was like thinking about like what we were gonna talk about. And I was like, okay, I'm like, got you not have like okay. And I was yeah. like driving my car, and I was just thinking about it because I knew that would come up. But I was even thinking about like you with your YouTube channel. It's like mm-hmm. everybody sees how successful you are now, but mm-hmm. they don't see like your first video. Yeah. So I was saying like as amazing and like blessed and grateful I am for the success I have now like my classes are selling out all the time and it's like this I've built this like beast of a thing like Mm people don't realize that when you first started you taught to nobody and like your class sucked it's like you have to be willing to suck at the beginning yeah 
it's to just like, like learn to you have to like embrace that because the only way that you can get better is by doing like the action of it. You can't sit around and theorize about how great your class is going to be. You have to like mm-hmm. get in the room and do it. Yeah. And it's the same thing I'm sure about like making videos. Like mm-hmm. you just have to keep doing it over like and over. And then you, the yeah, they're painful. Like you don't know all the shortcuts on like, yeah. you know, Final Cut Pro or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. That scares me. Like, yeah. I'm like, uh-uh, no, yeah. no, no, no. So I was thinking about that because I was like, yeah, like of course you're going to be bad in the beginning. I'm mm-hmm. like, I always joke now, like I can't imagine. And I have a couple riders who have ridden with me. Like I'll go back and they've been riding with me since like several turkey burns ago or like mm-hmm. several, you know, like you have these place markers where you look and you're like, oh my God, they were in my class last year. Um, and I can only imagine that they're like, what is going on now? Yeah. I can't, I can't imagine. I mean, I don't know. Mm-hmm. They would have to tell me. Yeah, like it's changed They would have so to much. be like, yeah. I know, but were you at asking the oldest rider, I'd be like, what do you think? <laughs> what do you, like, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> what's Why do happening? you feel now? <laughs> yeah. That's so interesting. Yeah. I never thought of it like that, but it's not like you jump into your first class, all of them are selling out, and you're like, no. this amazing God that's like, no, it's cycle. not. It's like, like no one's good. It's super nerve wracking. You overthink everything. Like you're trying to please everyone and everything. And, and it's hard because it is like, it is a super judgy thing. Like it reminds me of, I mean, my, my background's like entertainment in Hollywood and I would go on auditions there for dance and things like that. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing. It's like, it is, it's just like, you would think that soul cycle is not necessarily judgy, but it is because, like, you know, the way you look, the way you sound up there, like th- your music strategy, like mm-hmm. everything is kind of like people think about that a lot. That's so true. Like, in yeah. a way, like, I'm never going to a class being like, I'm going to judge the instructor, but when you're riding, it's like, you are thinking like how they sound, what music they're playing, yeah. how they're riding. Like you're yeah. literally watching them and just like taking it all in, you know, like you have a million people just like watching you. And yeah. You have to, yeah. It's weird. Yeah. And you, I think eventually just by doing it so much. So like a lot of times I get questions from indoor cycling instructors in other markets or other places that, you know, they're like, well, I only teach four times a week. And I was like, well, it's going to be a lot harder for you to like let go of a bad class or whatever because you're only doing it four times like Mm -hmm. this time a year ago to I remember two years ago because it was when I auditioned for Patriots cheerleading I was Mm -hmm. doing like I think there were some weeks where I was teaching four classes a day and doing like 20 to 21 a week like it was absurd it was way too much but I think we were just like in an instructor deficit we didn't have like Mm -hmm. someone called out sick whatever it was that made that happen it's just like when you teach that many like you can't even think about one being bad you're on to the next one. Yeah. You have to shake it off. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you're teaching like not that many a week, it might stick it with you like a little more. Yeah. yeah. Whereas I was like, okay, well, next one. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have a moment to like dwell on if one didn't hit right because you have to focus on the next one being just as yeah. good if not better. Oh, that's so crazy. Yeah. Like the turnaround. And yeah. I can't even imagine like making one playlist. I feel like it's got to be so hard, but it's like, wait, I can't only make one. I have to make like four for yeah. tomorrow. Like that's so yeah. crazy. And and that too, you just get better at. I mean, yeah. I remember playlists used to take me an hour to make and now they take me like seconds, like yeah. minutes to make. Uh-huh. And I've, and you save a lot of them. So you always have them. The way I make playlists, which I don't know if other people do this, I kind of do this like Tetris thing where I just copy and paste it into like a new playlist and Mm -hmm. then I just start slotting in different songs Mm -hmm. so it's like if I really love a flow or a feel I'll just copy it and then I'm like okay what could I switch out to make this seem like a whole new playlist yeah and that has been super helpful but again that's just something 
you learn as you go, like yeah. the ropes. Because I feel like I've never been to a class where I'm like, oh, this is the same play that she used yesterday. You no. know, like it's always different. No. I also feel like I used to feel so much pressure about that, but then I started talking to like different people. They're like, I literally have no idea what you played yesterday. And yeah. I'm like, that's crazy because I used to stress so hard over that and you can't even remember the first song. I feel like I might remember the first, the last, like one that stuck out to me. Mm. But most of the time, like the writers black out in yeah. there too. I mean, I black out too. <laughs> We're just trying just to keep up. It's just blackness yeah. all over the place. Like just don't know what's going on. Yeah. So once I started to talk to people and they said that, I was like, okay, you can stop stressing. Yeah, a I feel bit. way less yeah. stressed about this. Yeah. Yeah. That's so interesting because I know people were asking about playlists too. But this is a good question. Do you have tips and advice for people that want to be a solo instructor? Yes. So if that is in your your realm of what you want to do, I always say like the more you can ride, the better. Mm-hmm. Um so I know that can be tough because expenses, right? But I always think too, like don't just ride at Soul Cycle. Like if that doesn't work for you, like ride at something else comparable around you. So if you're in Boston, you can ride at Bespoke, you can ride at Handlebar, you can ride at Turnstile. Like mm-hmm. I mean, there I probably don't even know all the ones. Revved. Yeah. There's so many different places, and you just need to like acquire the the strength and the skill, mm-hmm. and then anything can be molded into whatever you want it to be. Um, I think a common mistake I see happen is people will like an instructor and they think like they have to be that instructor Mm -hmm. in order to become a soul cycle instructor and it's like we're all I think of us all as like x-men like we all have different superpowers yeah and you have to figure out what yours is and like why you're valuable to the like to like you know the place as a whole whether Mm -hmm. it be you want to work at soul you want to work at bespoke wherever you want to work because I mean at the end of the day it's like if you want to help people that's awesome, then you can work anywhere. If you want to specifically only be an instructor at SoulCycle, like that's a different kind of beast to tackle. Yeah, that's so true that all of you are so different. Like every class is so different based on the instructor, I would say. Like yeah. it's crazy how different the experience is. Obviously like the layout's similar, like yeah. it's Soul Cycle, but it's like I know if I want to like die laughing, I'll go to Johnny. Oh my God, I, me too. I know? threw a weight in Johnny's class. Okay, so I was riding on Sidebar and I can't remember his name. He's so sweet. Uh, he rides with Johnny all the time. I want to say his name is like Mike or Matt or something. This was yeah. a while back, but Johnny, yeah. like I can't even sit in his class without like, caught, like I have to stop because yeah. I'm laughing so yeah. hard and I would we were doing weights or something he was like yes Barbie he because I, I mean I was just being silly yeah and I like dropped my weights and it was this whole scene but yeah everybody <laughs> is so different and so new, unique I think like the biggest um the thing that bothers me the most is when people are like oh like I don't like that person or like this person is whatever it's like they're just not for you because yeah. everybody is so great mm-hmm. um it just like maybe you don't like their music style or like their voice or mm-hmm. what they have to say. But I think like across the board, like everybody is amazing. I agree. In their own way. It bothers me so much too when I have friends that will be like, yeah, th- some people will be like, this instructor is easy. This instructor is hard. I'm like, it is literally as hard as you make it. These people that you're saying are easy. Yeah. If I go in there and turn up your resistance, exactly. it's not going to be easy anymore. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I it is that. so, it is so um, circumstantial. Yeah. Like. I feel the same way. So I just always, and I like riding with everybody. 
Um, and that is always my goal. Like, especially here, I think I have to ride with, like, Daniel and Lane and a couple... I think they're the last two I need to ride with. Mm-hmm. I've ridden with everybody you else. You love Lane. Yeah. He has the best, like, remixes. The sweetest human being, yeah. too. He's... I feel like whenever I cross over with him, he's like, hello, beautiful. And I'm like, oh my gosh, so I can't sweet. even walk out of this office. My head is so big. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's just so sweet. So. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be really fun. But I think everybody is, like amazing in their own way it's just like what vibe you like yeah they all have their own superpowers yeah everybody has their own and like that's what makes the team like so great and that's what makes the market so um powerful and strong is like if you have just a bunch of different people with like all different kind of genres or different feelings yeah because then you have so many options it's Mm -hmm. like if everybody was the same it would just be like a cookie cutter whatever class and it would get super boring so Mm -hmm. I think that's also like where soul is successful with yeah I so agree because everyone you're right like everyone is so unique and if I wanted to be instructing be like I'm just gonna be Maddie like I can't be Maddie there Maddie's already Maddie you know exactly and I've seen people get into that like trouble when they go to audition and they think they have to be a certain person it's like we already have like we know that you're trying to be James or like we already have James we don't (laughs) need another James Lewis we need you know we need a Gretchen you know what I mean so it has to be so uniquely you and if you can figure out your voice and just be a strong rider and positive and add so much value then like they're then you're not going to be overlooked you're definitely going to be a contender yeah that just made me think so when you um went into like instructor training everything did it take you more than once to audition or did you just audition once and you like made it in because I know so many people now say they audition like three times like it takes a while yeah so I feel like I probably had a little bit of an advantage because I was a studio manager so I could also I could ride on shift there were like certain perks I had that other people didn't but, but you got to ride more than other people yeah for sure I mean like and I was at the studio all the time like I knew how mm-hmm. it worked I like I knew the ins and outs of soul which was also part of my tactic right because my goal was at some point to move to corporate but I was like okay I just need to get in with this company mm-hmm. and then I can go wherever I want and that's yeah. always been like the way my brain works it's like I just have to get in and prove myself get my foot in the door. yeah and yeah. then like I got you like mm-hmm. if I get you in the room like I can I can figure it out mm-hmm. so that was always the thing and like you know I'm working the desk and spraying like some people are like above spraying shoes I remember I was like you know I was cleaning toilets and like scrubbing the showers and mm-hmm. like grouting things I'm sure like some of you don't even know what grout is like you know what I mean there was it's not sexy and Mm -hmm. it wasn't sexy there's a lot of the job that is really just kind of gross and that's also why um I just think it's so important like the establishment as a whole like from the front desk to the cleaning staff and the managers and like everything it's just it's such like a perfect ecosystem and mm-hmm. everything ebbs and flows so perfectly. But like they're really the rock stars of how the whole beast is run. I know. I always, whenever I walk out, every time I'm like, thank you so much. Yeah, I appreciate it. So like everyone yeah. say thank you to the yeah. staff because they do so much and they're so sweet and they're always there to help you. Yeah. And if you feel lightheaded, they're, you know what <laughs> I mean? They got you. They yeah. bring you a snack or something. They're the best. <laughs> um, yeah. So that, that for me, I got through on my first attempt Um, and I think that was partially due to just the fact that I was a strong rider from riding all the time Mm -hmm. and the relationships I created. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Cause now I know everyone's like, don't get discouraged. Like it took me three times. No. And I think also too, like they want to see how bad you want it. Like, Mm -hmm. um, like if you're going to audition once, not make it and just like go home and just like go home. Yeah. I mean, I think about it like a, a lot of different things. Like, 
I guess the story that I could tell that I I feel like I've told on my own podcast with Soul, like even to get the management position, like I went on dozens of interviews. Mm. I like tried to come back to Boston and be a manager. Mm. I was just like, I got to work for this company. I went on like a shadow day where I thought I had the job in Beverly Hills as a manager and I didn't get it. Mm -hmm. And I had to go back and like, I had to go find a job or else I was going to have to like go home with my tail between my legs to Rhode Island. And I took another like um, marketing job. I was like at a different PR and marketing firm. And, like, I was there for six months, and it was awful. I talked about that, and I got, like, let go. And then I went back, yeah. and I, I went on several more interviews, and I finally got the position. But, like, mm-hmm. if I had just given up, I would not even be, like, soul wouldn't even like be in my, like, stratosphere right now. right now. Yeah. That's so crazy. That's such a good lesson for everyone to learn. Well, yeah. It's Keep like, working at it. It comes, it comes down to, like, how, how, you, how bad you want it, mm-hmm. I think. And I just... I was like, I have to work for, there's only certain companies in the fitness space. Like this is pre-Berries. This is pre-all boutique fitness. Like Seoul Mm -hmm. was the only boutique fitness studio. So it was like, you either are going to work at Equinox or you're going to work at SoulCycle Mads. Yeah. So... I love that. Yeah. You work so hard to get to where you are. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, not, it's like, weird just though because like, you beginning. don't. I know it's like you don't. I always joke because like I'm 31 and I know that's not like quote unquote old, but I think it's so interesting. Like it's always when I sit down and start talking about it, I'm like, wait, you have done so much. Yeah. Um, and it's really, it's like, it's like anything else. Hindsight's 2020, 20, but I feel yeah. like once in a while, like I'm not big about like looking back or like living in the past, but I yeah. think once in a while like glancing your your rear view and being like wow you've come really far and like patting yourself on the back is okay too yeah (laughs) Yeah. definitely okay next question um do you have suggestions for getting over anxiety about taking a spin class or just Mm. feeling uncomfortable like a lot of people I feel like are just nervous to go to their first class they need like the push to get there yeah I always say like go with a friend that's a huge joke of mine I'm always like did you get dragged by a friend because I feel like I mean, you can 100% go alone. Like, I can think of a million things I've done by myself, and I was just like, I'm going. Mm -hmm. But I feel like, obviously, the room creates anxiety. It's dark. It's loud. The lights are on and off, and everybody knows every, like, little curated, perfected move and all, Mm -hmm. like, the cues and stuff. And I always joke with people, it's their first time, and I I say this to my dad. I'm trying to get my dad to come to SoulCycle. He still hasn't taken my class yet. Are I know I would I would literally I feel like I'll cry like won't even be able to keep it together I want to ride next to him <laughs> literally um but I always my dad jokes he's like you just gotta like survive your first one because it's gonna be a bunch of moves and that everything's gonna be new but again that just goes back to like are you willing to be a beginner mm-hmm. like are you willing to like suck for a little bit and then get good at it yeah. it's like anything else I think as we get older we just we abandon like when we're little we don't think about that mm-hmm and then as you get older, like, it's like you don't want to do things that you're not good at. Yeah, you, like, worry and there's other people. Yeah. Yeah, and you just have to get over it and be like, I'm just going to do this for me and that's the yeah. way it's going to be. That's such a good tip to bring a friend because they obviously make it way more, like, comfortable in a situation that you're both, like, new or in. Or if you're both new, yeah, you can just, like, laugh about it in the back yeah. and be like, what is happening yeah. here? I dragged Louisa to her first class. You didn't even believe That's it. insane. Because now Louisa's, like, soul <laughs> queen. She sat in the very back corner and it took me, like, months to get her to come and I brought her to Lisa says um what was that movie it was like a soundtrack for a movie that we loved 
Is it Star is Born? The Greatest no, Showman? Before. Greatest Showman. Yeah. Yes. And it was Lisa's Greatest Showman class. And Louisa was like, that was so hard. I like kind of hated it, but I really liked the music. But like Lisa was really cool. And she just like started coming that's because of that. That's crazy. And like now to see and where now, she like, is. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like you gotta, I think it goes back to that. Like maybe the theme is like you have to like, I always say like embrace the suck. Mm-hmm. Because, like, that's just inevitable. It's like yeah. if I went to go, like, I've been wanting to, like, go back into dance. And, like, I'm going to have to suck it up and go to, like, a beginner ballet class. Mm-hmm. And just and just own the fact that, like, I'm starting over. Yeah. And I'm a beginner. Yeah. But for some <laughs> reason that, like, makes us, like, it's, like, almost like you have to drop the ego at the door. And mm-hmm. just be willing to be new and be a beginner again. Yeah. I remember my first three classes, I think I hated it. And then I was like, <laughs> you're like, I think I didn't want to go back. I was like, I really don't like this. And I think I didn't know that you could take the resistance off to just like mm. make it easier. <laughs> like I was just really pushing myself and struggling. I've had a first, couple guys that have done that where I like go over to their bike and I'm like, wait, you know, you can like take it off so you can like, they like have the wheel yeah. up all the way. They're like dying in the back. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. what is happening back there? <laughs> Me. Yeah, um, my first class is in Montauk, and I was like, "What oh, is this crazy place?" I haven't done like, anything at the barn or in Montauk. That's my like biggest go. and last Soul Cycle goal is to teach at the barn. It's so fun and in the Hamptons. Yeah, so cross our fingers. But for I this embraced year. the suck in the beginning, yeah. like you said. I was so bad, but it took me a while, and finally, you like get the rhythm of it, and then you're like, "Oh, I can like hit the faster songs if I." Just, yeah, you know, totally. Um, so I feel like you get it eventually, but that's a good tip to go with a friend. Tip. I like that. Um, what do you think is one of the biggest mistakes that riders make in class? Biggest mistakes. Oh, I got one. So I don't think of anything as like a mistake. You can't really, there's no way you can fail. So like a thing I always say is like the only way you can fail at anything in life is if you quit. Yeah. But I think the biggest mistake that people make is they're not willing to like communicate or show up or like yeah like I don't like when my class is quiet like you, you know, hate like, it you hate I'm it. like if you're gonna be here be here but I also know like sometimes it needs to be a safe space where you can like cry or like you're going mm. through something but at the same time I just feel like your willingness to to connect with other humans is like why you come to soul cycle mm-hmm. and I actually like come it's so funny I commented on like a LinkedIn thing because there's this whole notion now of virtual, you know, Peloton and like virtual working out. Mm -hmm. And I think that's great. But at the same time, you're never going to feel the same way you feel inside those four walls. And I will take that to the grave with me. It is just so different, especially when you have a class where everybody is like screaming and everyone knows each other and like is championing, championing each other. Mm -hmm. It's almost like you feel like you're back. For me coming from a background of sport, like I feel like I'm a part of a team again. And I love that because like when else as an adult, can you feel like that? Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe some careers and some jobs where you have like a really good job culture, Mm -hmm. but for the most part, it's like we're all running around like lone wolves as adults and it feels so good to like be a part of it. So like my whole thing is like, I I wouldn't say it's necessarily a mistake, but like, don't be shy, like lean into the fact that it could be a little weird or you might have to shake someone's hand and God forbid we look up from our phone and like look someone in the eye and connect, right? Yeah. So that's what I say. I'm like, embrace the whole experience. Like talk to, I always say like get someone else's name, like Mm -hmm. shake someone's hand. Um, like really, if you're going to be here, be here. And I think I've said that a lot. And I, so I wouldn't say like, you can really, I wouldn't say it's really like a mistake, but I'd say like, it's just something you're like missing out on. Yeah. You're just missing out Mm -hmm. on this whole other thing. And 
there's so much opportunity in that room to also connect with someone that you have no idea could change your life. Like there, are, everybody's at different stages of their lives. There's people that own companies, there's doctors, there's like just everything. You it's like mm-hmm. you have no idea what that connection could do to change your life. Yeah, I feel like I used to come to classes in Boston. I would just like get in, get out, not look at anyone, be on my yeah. phone, like zip right out. And then I started realizing I'm like, I see Amy, for example, in every class. Like, yeah. why don't I know her name? Yeah, you know. And yeah. then it's like meeting people or even someone like that's right next to you, behind you, is like. It was so nice following you. Like, you did so great. I'm like, oh my gosh, you just made my day. Yeah, and I think... Just, like, um, talking with everyone is so special. It is. And something... Wait, you just made me think of something. Oh, I've yelled this in class before. I was like, you probably have more in common with the people around you in SoulCycle than you do with some of your closest friends or people in your inner circle. Because Mm -hmm. if you're showing up in that room several times a week and so is X, Y, and Z around you, then clearly you have a lot in common. That's so true. And it's like... Just, like, connect. Like, mm-hmm. be willing and open to actually being like, hello, how are you? Yeah. I know, and I feel like the days that there's, like, say, like, an old man next to me riding, and I'm like, you did so amazing. Like, that was so great. If I'm ever, like, talking I to know, someone, so it's, like, so fun. Yeah. It, like, it makes it that much it better. It does. It does. It really does. And, like, I think, yeah, like, when else can you just connect with all different people from, like, all different backgrounds, walks of life, like, different career choices? It's, like, when else would you do that? Yeah. And it's so true. It really does remind you of, like, being on a team. And I feel like any adult or someone, like, coming out of college, say you were in, like, yeah. sports or high school, it's, like, you're in the adult world and you're, like, I miss that. Like, that's, like, missing. Yeah, you don't have that anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was my biggest thing when I graduated college and, like, I was no longer cheering and I was no longer – I was, like, wait, like – Now what? Yeah. 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 It's weird. You kind Adult of are a cheerleader weird. up there. You're cheering everyone <laughs> it on. It helped. Like, it definitely, I'm sure, plays into, like, what I do now. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, so encouraging. You're the energizer. The energizer bunny. <laughs> um, okay. This says, so I feel like this kind of reminds me, I thought when I said biggest mistake, you were going to say, oh, like, someone with bad form or not, like, pulling their hips back. Whenever I see people no. with their hips, like, up on the handlebars, I just want to, like, push their butt back. I know. And you have to, like... I mean, you have to use your best discretion. Like, I'm always, I always, like, go around and, like, you do what you can. But at the end of the day, I, you also don't want to be that person. Like, there's nothing I can't stand more than when I, like, go take a class somewhere and I'm new. And, like, the instructor comes over and, like, is constantly on me. I'm like, listen, I'm just trying to freaking survive this. <laughs> yeah. And, like, this is hard yeah, for me. Yeah, I don't me. need you, like, yelling at me. Yeah. Or, like, I'll go take, like, I don't even, I don't even have, like, a really good example. But if it's just, like, something totally out of my wheelhouse and I'm, like, I'm just like I'm a beginner like so please don't like check my form like 5,000 times because like now I feel like shit yeah (laughs) yeah like literally yeah um this one says how do I activate my core and my glutes on the bike just like riding with proper form yeah riding with proper form and making sure your settings are correct so I think that's again Mm. like going back to are you willing to be a beginner like raise your hand and say I am new I need help because Mm. I feel like a lot of times people are afraid to like that like to raise their hand and say like I'm new and like Mm -hmm. all I want to do and I say that all the time I'm like well I just want to help you get on your bike properly so you can do all the things to the best of your ability otherwise like why are we here Mm -hmm. (laughs) like truly yeah so um I think also you can just be purposeful with like the way the way you're engaging your muscles Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like I can ride on a hill and not be using my core, but I also can ride on a hill but you and be using can. my core if I'm, like, thinking about it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think, like, bringing awareness to it, but I think proper setup is, like, super, super key. 
Yeah. Like whenever I see someone with their handlebars too high and they're like pitching their back back, it's like you're just opening all this. Like I, I wish you guys could see me right now, but you can't. Yeah. Um, you're like just kind of like letting your whole like core splay open and all of that's just going to dump into your lower back. And your lower back hurts because yeah. it's like all arched. Yeah. Yeah. So I think like proper setup is super key and being like, hey, I need help. Or like if you've been riding for a while and you're like, hey, could I adjust my seat? Like sometimes moving it up a little or back like makes the world of a difference. Yeah. That's why when I always bring new people, I always make this whole staff come in with them. I'm like, even if you're embarrassed, they're going to make it so that you're set up just how you're supposed to. Yeah. Because I don't want to set it up wrong for you. Like, yeah. You know? Yeah, I think people get so nervous when I'm like, all right, is anybody new? I'm like, what do you think I'm going to do? Like, come over and bite you? Like, I'm just like, what? <laughs> like, it's okay. What is this? Yeah, yeah, and I think it just goes back to people being scared to say, like, I'm new. Like, I'm trying something different. It's like, yeah. lean into that. Like, yeah. like you've got to, like, um, dance in the nerves a little bit yeah. and be willing to do that. Yeah. I feel like at one point I just realized that I had never, my bike had never been like set up for me. I literally would ride with my seat on like a two. That's crazy. How did I even do that? I don't know. Like my knees are probably bent up to my chin. I know. Well, that's the the other thing too. So like as, as it is like, okay, we want you to have like a great workout and stuff like that. If you're not riding with the proper settings, like the, the word I'm thinking of. Like, it, you, it's just, like, doing yourself a disservice because you could also hurt yourself. Yeah. It's so difficult. Now, if, my, if it's ever off at all, I feel it, like, yeah. immediately, Well, something know? that happens to me a lot lately is, like, I don't know why. I don't know if I'm just, like, not screwing my seat in tight enough. My, like, the depth of my seat will, like, start to progressively go back Creep. during class. <laughs> and then at one point, I'll tap back and, like, I, literally the seat almost, like, impales me. And I'm, like, something's wrong. <laughs> And, like, it's so hard when you're teaching if anything goes wrong on your bike because you have yeah. to, like, act super smooth and, like, get off and, like, try to fix it. But then sometimes it'll be, like, it's always during, like, a really fast run or something. I can't get off. And I'm, like, great. I'm just going to perish here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to have to deal with it. I'm just going to, like, have to figure it out. I'm yeah. just floating. My yeah. seat is gone. Like, so. I know yeah. that. It must be scary as an instructor. If, like, anything goes wrong, yeah. I would be terrified. Well, I mean, you're, you're responsible for 60 people in the room. So I think sometimes, like, people think that, and it is. It's a super awesome job and it's amazing. And like, I, I'm never knocking that. But it's also mm-hmm. like, you have a lot of responsibility. There's 60 humans in the room that are like looking to you yeah. for inspiration, for advice, for for all the things. And like, you also have to like have eyes on people. Like, is someone's going to pass out in the corner? Like, you just Me. never, <laughs> you just never know. And like, that also takes time to realize. Like, if you're mm-hmm. brand new, you, you have no like, grasp on it yet yeah whereas if you've been doing it for a while you're like you're like I mean I can spot someone immediately if they're gonna like pass out or something like it's just I also think it's just like like being I don't know a good human yeah I always think how it's like I mean I'm sure now it's like all come so easily to you but I always think like sometimes I feel like I can barely keep up with a class and I'm not speaking and I'm not doing the lights and I'm not you know what I mean I'm like how are they up there Writing every song yeah. while talking and doing the lights, making sure the music is It's a circus good, act. Making sure Gretchen's <laughs> good in the corner. You know what I mean? It's so much. So there's so many moving trains when you're in there, and I agree. And I always joke, like, I mean, I think tomorrow I have, like, a throwback Thursday ride or something. But whenever mm-hmm. I have a ride where you can sing, I always encourage people to sing. And it's so funny because yeah. they're like, oh, my God, it's so hard when you sing. And I'm like, welcome to my world. Because yeah. you talk the whole time. It is time. way harder when you sing. Yeah. So I... Yeah, like, and that's the thing, too, I think, going back to, like, oh, I want to be an instructor. It's, like, you can ride the bike. Like, I used to ride, like, four times a day. Easy peasy. I remember you saying that in class. But then teaching it? So different. Different ball game. Yeah. Because your brain's in a hundred million different places while being physical. So the physical part is, like, 
what the I would consider part. the easy part. Yeah. And then it's like, where's my brain at? Where's so-and-so at? What the, this person's doing something weird in the corner. Like, oh my God. Or like someone's doing something they shouldn't do over there. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's when it starts to become like. I can't thing. even imagine. When I ride, I space out and I don't hear the music. I don't see anything that's going on. So if I had to like focus on the class, I don't even know. Like that's so hard. Yeah. I think that's another thing that happens too is like people can be like amazing riders and then they go to audition and they get up there and they're like, like deer in the headlight. That would be me. I would be like, <laughs> wait, I'm just riding. But I think riding. that also <laughs> is why people have to audition multiple times because like they didn't get a good runaround the first time. Yeah. Like. They like anything figure it out and be like, wait, yeah. teaching is so different than just riding all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> like, seriously. Okay, this is a good one. How did you, or how do you build a following for your classes, even with the fitness, I think, like, world just being so saturated? That's a good question. So, for me, I think that I created a community truly around, I really went after it with my Instagram. So I think I've said this before, like when I was in training, you know, I was a great rider, Mm -hmm. but I wasn't like the biggest or the strongest. I didn't have the best music. Like I was like, how am I going to connect with these people? So I really worked on relationships and some people aren't willing to do that and that's fine. Mm -hmm. But I think more so now than ever, like if you don't connect with people outside of the studio and like do the, some of the coffee dates and do the things and remember the birthdays and get like, you know, it's just like the super small things. Like we were saying that really matter to people. I think Mm -hmm. if you're not going that extra step, then it's going to be really tough to build a community and build a following. Yeah. You're so good with that because I love that. Like People, I feel like the best part of when you like connect with a soul instructor is like following them on Instagram and I can see what your life is outside of soul cycle and your stories at cheesecake and your stories like talking about your class or even if you're just posting your schedule, it's like we always get reminded of you and where we can find you. And it's like that's so helpful. Instead of if there was like no Instagram for Maddie, just like having to find your schedule on Soul Cycle. Like it's it's so different. Out of sight, out of mind, right? So if you're constantly at the forefront of people's mind, like and that's also why a lot of times too, like I'll joke with people, I'm always at berries, I'm at SLT, I'm like, I try to go boxing, I try to do all the things, I'm constantly trying to go to different events and speak on panels because the more you do, like uh, more is more. Mm-hmm. So when I go to berries and I see five riders in there that I haven't seen in a while, all of a sudden I'll see them in class that week. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're just you're like, like oh, you're at the forefront of their brain. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is like really, it's, it's, you can't just come and teach and leave. Yeah. It is so much more than just like your 45 minutes. Yeah. Like you have to connect with people outside of our You have to. And you coming. have to like know how to do that. Otherwise, like you're really, I think you would really struggle. Mm. That's that's a good tip for them. Because I know. <laughs> good tip. Because I know that the fitness industry and just world, obviously, mm. like boutique fitness is so saturated. So it's like obviously you have to set yourself apart. How do you set yourself apart from yeah. everybody else? Yeah. This is good. What does your daily diet look like as a soul instructor? What does Maddie eat in a day? Oh my God. Okay, so what I eat. So I have to be honest, I definitely don't have the best diet. I love Dunkin'. Y'all know that. Wait, there's a question. What's your Dunkin' order? And I was like, this is so on brand. So I get a medium iced coffee with one pump of caramel swirl and a little bit of almond milk every morning. And when it's made perfect, like, I I think, like, the doves fly out. Like, it's like, whoa, yes, 
best day ever. And that is far, far, honestly is far and few between because like it is Duncan, you know. You never know uh, what you're going to get. Like, sometimes I'm like, I just don't understand how this could taste so bad right now. But I'm so brand loyal to them. It it's like ridiculous. You know, I've, I've, now I just go to the next one and buy another one. Like a full another coffee. Like, But actually I've been really better about going in and being like, can you please change this? Like I spend so much money here. My accountant was like Madison. I was like... <laughs> It's the one thing that I like will it's a priority. not. It's just like for me. Yeah. Like I was actually thinking about giving up Duncan for Lent and I was like, I. Absolutely not. Like it'll ruin everything for everyone, yep. including myself. Yeah. So no. Um, that's that. So it just depends. Like I really liked, I have been eating like a Luna bar before class lately. I like the nuts over chocolate. I'm such a creature of habit. Like literally one. every morning. Um, then like lunch, I either do like rice or chicken or like a turkey wrap or something like that. Mm -hmm. I'm always trying to snack because my biggest problem is calories. Like you don't realize how much you're burning. I actually didn't realize how much I was burning and I'm not like a huge advocate for like Apple watches and whoops and things like that. Actually, even though I wear a whoop, Mm -hmm. um, just because I have like a background of like becoming very obsessive with that like coming from dance and cheerleading it's really tough to like not go back to that like I need to do more I need to be like thinner I need to that's just always in the forefront or something I think I'm just gonna have to battle forever because that's just like where I was back then yeah um but like I mean there are days where I'm burning almost 3,000 calories so Think about that. Like, as a human, you need, like, 2,000, yeah. but I'm burning 3,000. Yeah. So I need to be eating, like, 4,000 calories. Mm-hmm. I weigh, like, 110 pounds. Like, yeah. people want me to eat basically, like, a, a huge man. Yeah. And it's hard because, like, you have to, like, think about riding the bike. You, I have to be very selective about my food and, like, what doesn't bother my stomach. Yeah. So it really is very touch and go. And I feel like some people are probably super dialed into their diet. Mm -hmm. Um, I think if I got better on it, I would probably be a lot better of a performer. But it just hasn't – it just hasn't been a priority for me. Yeah. Like, that might be bad, but but I do the best I can. Like, mm -hmm. it's not like I eat, like, crap all day. Mm -hmm. Um. And then I usually, like, have, like, a good dinner. Like, I'll have sushi or, like, pasta. I'm a big pasta person, which is tough. Yeah. But, like, yeah, I go to Italy, like, every night. It's really bad. But also, you, like, (laughs) need that. And also, like, if you can – and you need all these calories, it's, like, you might as well. Yeah, but that's why I'm, like, it's really hard for me to give. And I always say that. Like, if people are looking for specific, like, dietary advice and stuff, I'll send them to, like, a friend of mine who's better at that because that's just, like, not my wheelhouse. Mm -hmm. Um. And, like, even I don't, like, like yesterday, well, I gave up cookies for Lent. So, like, I ate five Thin Mints. I, I ate, like, all this stuff yesterday. <laughs> um, and, yeah, but, like, you know, the average person can't eat that every day because they're not burning that much. Mm-hmm. If, depending on what their goal is. Yeah. So, I'm not the best for eating stuff. Mm-hmm. But I also think, I feel like you've, like, mentioned that in the, in the past. I've said it so many times. Because people, because it's, like, the number one question when it comes to health and fitness. And I'm, yeah. like, I'm really just not the, um... The, like staple what do I think the exemplary like I'm yeah. not the example yeah <laughs> I'm like the exception yeah <laughs> and I feel like you could also get like so dialed in and spend like way more hours a week like thinking about it and like meal prepping and having your sweet potatoes that's just not for me yeah but if it's like also it's like if you have to think about it too much it can get like crazy and obsessive and just like too much yeah and I think that like if I had a goal like when I was doing like Patriots cheerleading or like if I was gonna do like a fitness competition or if I had a specific dialed in goal 
then I would be like, okay, like maybe I do have to meal prep. Maybe you have to do this, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. But for where I'm at right now, it's just like, how do you show up and teach two to three classes a day and like mm-hmm. perform and feel good and to your to the best of yeah. your ability? Honestly, it's kind of nice working out so much. That just reminds me back in the day when I would row, like we would just eat whatever yeah. we wanted. You could eat whatever you want. And I didn't think I'm like, about it. I'm like afraid for what's going to happen post soul cycle career. Yeah. Like, am I going to be obese? Probably. <laughs> no. But maybe. it's weird because maybe when me and my <laughs> sister stopped rowing, like your appetite doesn't change right as you stop working out. Yeah, you have to be careful. So we were like, hold on, you're like, like, wait, I can't, I can't just like house eat an entire pizza. Rose, there have these cookies in Weston called Rosie's Cookies, and like they're really good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just like love cookies. I don't know how I'm gonna survive the next couple months is it like 47 days or something yeah you can do it yeah no I know I can do it it's the it's the only thing that's hard for me to give up yeah so So that's a good thing to give up no it is it's gonna be hard I I don't I love cookies yeah you do I really do I'm gonna make you like healthy banana oh ones yeah like make you like something that's not a cookie yeah yeah Wait, that reminds me. I need to make you. We make this um, chocolate chip banana bread. Yeah, no, I want it. That's vegan and gluten free. I'm in. Is that cheating? It's basically a salad. I have it on a Sunday. It's like all maple syrup. It's so good. Perfect. Perfect. That sounds good. Just can't be like a thin man. Yeah. <laughs> Banana bread doesn't count. Okay, this is similar. Someone was like, what do you, or what's a really good like pre-soul, post-soul mm. thing to eat? So you think like a bar is good before? For me, um, I, like I have a really bad stomach and I feel like I've been pretty open about that like all the mm-hmm. time. Um, so... Like like a half an hour before soul, I always eat, especially in the morning, I just have a Luna bar. And I was the same way when I used to ride up. Like for Angela, I remember in LA, like I would pull in and I would only, and I'm like such a creature of habit. Like I'll only, I would only eat the blueberry Lara bar. Yeah. And like I had to have like the blueberry Lara bar and then I was like, I can ride Angela's podium. Now It's good. And like I'm the same way now. Like the nuts over chocolate is like my jam in the morning. Mm -hmm. It's just become like it's staple. Like I know like I always say like it's not like it's not going to make my stomach upset. Nothing like weird is going to happen. Because like that's also like a huge fear in the room. (laughs) Like that I'm going to like something crazy is going to happen with my body. Um, So that's been like my best friend of, Mm -hmm. of late. And then after, are you, like, hungry right away? Or? I'm usually not hungry right away. Yeah. Unless I sometimes, I like, think you've probably been in a class at night where I'm like, I'm starving. Yeah. I've, like, yelled that yeah. in the room. Just like, all of a sudden my stomach or growling and running. I'm like, I'm going to die. <laughs> but um, that's usually because, like, I didn't take care of myself that day. Or I taught, like, yeah. too close together. Or there was, like, some sort of subbing situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I usually, like, so, like, for the mornings, like, I, if I'm teaching, like, the 7 or 9.30, I like probably like an hour or so later I get super hungry yeah but I'm usually not hungry like immediately after but that's not to say if you're starving right after like go feed yourself mm-hmm. <laughs> don't like wait an hour because I'm like I wait an hour yeah. but after like, I feel like I wait to get hungry too because I feel like I'm still in like workout mode and I'm like whoa like I'm not even ready to like but eat drink a yet. ton of water like I yeah. try to drink a ton of water I have like all these different like I like the drip drops and like electrolytes mm-hmm. all my friends like do our bond so I'm like constantly getting I'm like just like buy me whatever you can and I'll yeah. like drink it if it's like post-workout stuff yeah. um Pedialyte. yeah I love mm-hmm. great Pedialyte as the best <laughs> that's mm-hmm. basically the grape mm-hmm. a lot of people don't like grape though they think it's like sick the best. I have a bunch <laughs> of grape I'll give you some <laughs> grape and I like the packets too those are clutch because then you don't have to carry around like that big jug and yeah. look like a baby I know it was like game changer when I found about about the packet yeah yeah the packets are awesome um and I like watering it down more I like doing more yes. water than it says so it's not like 
too sweet and like sometimes so it tastes like it's like medicine yeah like the consistency of like cough like syrup. syrup yeah yes. syrup yes <laughs> literally <laughs> okay that's that's a good tip don't eat something that is gonna like hurt your stomach don't eat the full sweet green don't eat sweet that. green right before class like i feel like 99 percent of the time if people throw up in class it's because they ate sweet green right before <laughs> or or this happened the other day someone had a full juice press smoothie before my class and i was like yeah, no. Like, eat juice press and sweet green after. Yes. That's always good for after. So, like, a little... I always think of, like, think of, like, a, like a food that's, like, not going to be, like, blah, 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 blah in your stomach. Like, yeah. a bar is, like... Bar is good. Or, like, nuts or things that are, like, like... Or, like, rice is one thing I'll do quick sometimes. Like, mm-hmm. a little bit of white rice or brown rice. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so, like, a quick carb. Yeah. But not, like, a full big meal. A full or anything. Or, like, hummus. like a smoothie. Like, think about it. Think of, like, a boat. Like, it's, like, just churning in your <laughs> yeah. stomach. You know what I mean? Like, what yeah. do you think's going to happen? Yeah. <laughs> like, I know. I always say to people before soul in the morning, I can't not eat anything or else I, like, pass out. Mm. I always have to have a bar. Or even if I'm not that hungry, like, half a bar. Have a, a bar. Banana, or a bite. Or half something. Half a banana. Yeah. I don't understand how people... Like, the whole thing of, like, fasted cardio, I think, is just dumb. Like, you're just being dumb. Some people that don't eat before... I don't understand it's, how. Especially soul cycle. Like if you're at a gym or something and like maybe you can control what's going on. But I think like. I think I could do yoga without eating maybe. maybe. but not. But no, soul? I wouldn't. Like my heart rate's so high and I'm like working in there. Yeah. No. I wouldn't. I wouldn't mess with that. Yeah. No, thank you. So eat. But you're like setting much. yourself up for disaster. Yeah. Literally. Um, I, this is an interesting one. What do you think people's biggest misconceptions about you as a soul instructor would be? Oh my gosh. I have no idea. I really don't know, like a misconception. I wish they gave an example. I feel like if I'm just thinking in general, I feel like I just see all of you as like literally up on a pedestal and I'm like, they're not even humans. Like how do they teach 20 classes a week and like have energy and have a social life and are on Instagram? Like how do you do it Oh my God, you don't. And I feel like I'm like really something's vocal about. Give. I know, yeah. Like something's gonna give. Like I'm very vocal about that, especially on my own podcast and like in my class and just in life. Like I am not a superhero. Like I'm not made of Teflon. And like I definitely mm-hmm. have those times where I'll push myself too hard, and my body's like, "See you later, girl." Mm-hmm. Um, I remember your back like last my, year. That was during Patriots. My yeah. back went out. Is that two years ago now? Yeah, two years ago. So like, and it's definitely, like so frustrating. It's so frustrating because it's your job. You know, mm-hmm. this isn't just a hobby. Like this is your career. This is your livelihood. So yeah. it's a completely different ball game when you're injured, when you don't feel 100%. Like it is grueling. Mm-hmm. Like I think I would, I like, I've been sick a few times. I've had like sinus mm-hmm. infections and things. Like teaching with a sinus infection, like you actually like want to die. <laughs> yeah. It's like only your imagine. head. Like I remember, I I grabbed like a one of the staff wrote in, Justin Hill. I can't remember who it was, and I was like, "Was the music like really quiet today?" And she's like, "No, Maddie." And I was like, <laughs> "Something's wrong with my head." Yeah. And then they were like, "You have a full blown sinus infection." Oh, and I was like, "Lit! Gosh. This is perfect." Really but good. so that's where like I think I don't know if like other people talk about it. I feel like I'm really vocal about the fact that like I'm I'm not having a great not necessarily a great day, but like I'm always like I don't feel 100%. I feel like mm. I'm very transparent. Um and I I feel like that's probably comes across in a lot of ways or at least I hope it does, but mm. I think it is like you said like it is looked at as this like super glorified thing and it's like super sexy and like cool when mm. in the actuality it's like well I teach at 9.30 and 8.30 a.m. on Saturdays and Sundays. Mm -hmm. You can't go out on Friday night. You can't go out on Saturday night. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, some people can, and some people go out and, like, party and do their thing, but, like, everybody runs their business differently, and, like, Mm -hmm. the business of Maddie can't run like that. Yeah, I don't know how people do it. Because I, because I want to feel a thousand percent in that You don't want to teach hungover. Yeah. That sounds miserable. Yeah, I don't know how people do it. Yeah. I think I've done it, like, a few times, and, like, I actually want it. I was like, just take me to the hospital. Just, like, end it here. Like, Jesus, take me. I'm ready. I'm ready. I see the light at the end of the tunnel. Just take me. Like, me and Louisa will ride hungover, and it's, like, terrible. So I can't even imagine teaching hungover. I don't get it. Yeah. No. It's a nightmare. That, oh that's, like, actually goodness. capital punishment. Like, yeah. No. Absolutely like, everything not. hurts But extra some people bad. can do it. And, like, I'm like, you know what? If you can manage your social schedule and, like, do all that, like, power to you. But, like, I – that's not how I can run my business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that's not how we do it. Um, I, so I guess this kind of goes along with it. Do you ever find yourself burnt out? Yeah. I mean – often Mm -hmm. and that can happen even just from saying yes to a couple subs like it's crazy how your set schedule and even if you do just that little bit extra like makes you could like pushes you over the out yeah yeah it's wild and I think also I guess going back to like the common misconception or what was that question just then sorry I don't yeah it was people's biggest misconception oh yeah so I think like people think we just like only work one or two hours a day Mm mm-hmm and they don't have any concept of, like, the recovery and, like, feeding yourself and, and yeah. driving from... Like, there are days where I teach Back Bay, Beacon Hill, and Chestnut Hill. Mm-hmm. So, like, getting to everything, getting there early, prepping, like, That's taking so pictures stressful. for 45 minutes afterwards. Yeah. Like, all the things that it is. Yeah. So, um, that, that always, like, I remember someone said to me once, like, what, you only work, like, three hours a day? And, like, I felt like that little guy in that, that, like, Disney movie where he's like, ah, yeah. and, like, the fire comes like, out of his head. not. <laughs> like, yeah. So, I think that it, that is a common misconception. I would so agree. I feel like that just reminds me of, like, Max playing hockey and the hockey team and stuff. Like, on It's so much more than just game the game. Days, it's, like, the nap is so crucial. Like, no one can mess with their nap. They're, like, on the clock. Exactly. You know, like, the and food, I'm the same recovery. way like if I don't like there are days where like if I don't do the nap then the whole day is ruined and like mm-hmm. I show up to my 6 30 and I'm like a zombie and I like want to die yeah. and it's not fun that's like a part of working like you need to like treat your body it's like it's work different. you know it, it is it's like I would say like yeah a soul cycle instructor is like being a professional athlete but you don't have your you your very face value and people can reach out and touch you differently than like celebrities or like Olympic athletes. Like Mm -hmm. the way I described it to someone, I was like, you know, Michael Phelps is who he is. Amazing. Mm -hmm. But like when he gets out of the pool, he doesn't have to immediately walk out into a crowd of 60 people and take the pictures and shake all the hands. Like, and I'm Mm -hmm. sure he does that in some capacity, but I'm talking like in the moment, having Mm -hmm. performed right away. Yeah. So, like, it's just, it's so, it's such, like, a weird thing. And I feel like there's so much, even if you're only teaching however many classes and that's only the hours that you're, like, at SoulCycle. Yeah. It's, like, the, like, fueling yourself at home, like, rolling out, recovering. It's all that. Because if you don't do it, you're in trouble. Like, right now I have, like, something going on with my hamstring and it's, like, very, like, I think about it all day because I'm, like, okay, is it pulled? Is it strained? I'm rolling. I'm doing these things. I'm taking baths. I'm doing all the things. Like, I need to be good. Yeah, because Mm -hmm. when you show up and you feel awful or something hurts, like, this job sucks. Yeah. (laughs) Like, it sucks. Yeah. Especially, like, back or neck pain. That's, like, a whole other beast. Wait, I feel like I remember when your neck was bad. Oh, I can't That was, like, that was a car accident, like, two years ago. And it all happened, like, that year. 
I think it was 2018. Like that was like 2018 was the trying, trying. You know? <laughs> trying. It was testing you. It was testing you. Um, yeah. So those those in particular are really hard, and obviously like knees, and like you don't mm. think about you don't think about it when you're healthy, but when something starts to hurt or the pain starts to creep up, it's very you, that's all you can think about. Yeah. It like I always takes think over. About that. Like your health is something you completely take for granted until, until something's wrong it's like until like or, or like how everybody was getting that like super flu and stuff and I think I even had like like the sinus infection like you forget like how good you feel daily like because it just we're so lucky yeah we're so blessed yeah and then like the second you don't you're it's like derailed yeah like everything's wrong like no like today's canceled I'm writing that in the beginning <laughs> of every journal I'm happy that I feel healthy literally today. I'm I, happy it is it, it seriously is though because like if you don't have your health like it's mm-hmm. it's tough this kind of goes with this too how do you deal with being sore do you get sore a lot so I typically not from soul cycle yeah but my body is so conditioned for it yeah. I've been riding a bike two or three times sometimes more a day for the last four years yeah six days a week so your body's used to it like unless I'm doing something wild on the bike or like really turning it like all the way up on a hill or like something really crazy mm-hmm. I'm not gonna get sore from soul cycle it's the other thing so like, that's where yeah. I need to be careful like I took yoga sculpt on Friday right here mm-hmm. so good and um I was like really sore in my legs and my back or like if I go really hard at berries like I think the other day I like ran like a 14 on the treadmill and then like my knees were like ah! yeah <laughs> and you forget because you get so excited you're yeah. so jazzed in the moment but like then you have to remember like my body is like my business card my body is my my tool for work yeah. so I can't get excited at berries and run a 14 and all the time or else like yeah. Then the next day when you have to ride three times, that's also where you're also more prone to injury Yeah, when you're sore because you run the risk of like straining something or, mm-hmm. or something worse. Mm-hmm. When you're sore, how do you deal with it? Just like rolling out? I'm like a big bath, bath. person. I'm I'm truthfully, I'm not good at rolling. Like I should do it way more mm-hmm. than I do. You need this one. The pretty yeah, Lulu one. <laughs> I know. I have like, I have, no, I have like all the ones. I have all the ones that vibrate. I have yeah, everything. I have everything you possibly have. Yeah. I just don't use it as yeah. much as I should, yeah. which is like classic I, but yeah. I'm a huge bath person like and I try to literally take a bath like every night which sounds so lavish but it really is like relaxes like everything in my body so it can just like release mm-hmm. I need to get into the bath you I think I'm missing out yeah it's yeah that's my that's my jam mm-hmm. it's like my like whew. yeah wait I love that everyone yeah. everyone go, take, go a take a bath um this question is do you do other workouts besides spin so yes yes you do uh, I really like to go to berries. I mm. love it. It's it gives me the same high of soul cycle. So like that's one thing you miss out on as an instructor. You don't get the same feeling. Yeah. The high is different. Mm-hmm. Um because it's your work. And like I said, we talked about like the unicorn classes, like the classes that are just like those you will get the same high and you'll yeah. feel like elated like and jazzed after right. Yeah, but those are like you chase those classes. They're mm. usually like pretty far in view between only because you do it so much. So it's mm. like when you do it so much, how what makes it special? Mm. And it's usually just the perfect combination of energy, playlist, the people in the room, whatever, mm. that make those the really special ones you chase. So um, for me, outside the room, I really like berries. I like SLT. Um where else do I like core power core power and I usually just like I usually just go to all my friends classes Mm -hmm. so any other fitness I call them the fitties yeah all the fit girls Megan's is so good at I love Megan I know so I just like 
stock all my friends' schedules. Mm-hmm. And then do I do you have like them. a schedule every week? Like you know, like no. these days I'm teaching these classes, so I'm going to do the sculpt like this week every. I time, don't like. Or? I obviously have ones like like today. Like I usually go to Kelly at Barry's at nine, but like mm-hmm. I subbed in Chestnut Hill, so yeah. now it's like I'm teaching a triple today. So now. The stakes are different because, like, I'm usually not going to take an extra class when I'm teaching three because then you run the risk of, like, okay, what's tomorrow look like? Yeah. Yeah. You know? Cause working out four times a day is not normal. No. No. You know? Yeah. And I don't – granted, I don't ride my classes as hard. Like, I get off the bike. I dance some classes. I don't mm-hmm. ride. I have someone riding my podium. But, mm-hmm. like, it's still – it's crazy. Like, because I'll – my thing will track me now and – Sometimes when I dance from the floor, I burn more calories than when I ride my bike. It's, like, really weird. That's crazy. And I don't know if that's a heart rate thing because yeah. I'm, like – You're so jazzed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, so that's where you have to be careful when every week looks so different. And it also just depends on how my body feels. Like, if I'm really tired, like, I know not to push it because I run the risk of injury, of whatever, yeah. of making the next day hell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's good. So you can just like listen to your body and be like, oh, I could go to a yoga right now. Yeah. And sometimes I feel really good. And that's also where I have to be very careful because when I feel wicked good, you sometimes like I push, push it, it too hard. Mm-hmm. And that's where you, I can get into trouble. And then you're like, why am I getting sick? <laughs> yeah. Oh, because I did 100,000 classes this week? Yeah. Like no human should? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> interesting so mm. yeah that I feel like that's a question that I feel like everyone would wonder like do they work out besides so I was like, like yes so do you feel like you kind of have to cross train you have to cross train in order like to to not get injured yeah because you're using such different cycling such like an interesting um uh, like just an interesting workout like the positioning of your body so like you're you're always pulling up on your legs so like your psoas is always like super tight like yeah. you're leaning over so that's where a lot of like the neck and upper back comes from because like mm-hmm. it's not a normal position to like be in all day your body's not built like that yeah so then you got to do all the things outside to strengthen it to sit up straighter to like you know yoga like doing the opposite of you know the curve forward like opening mm-hmm. up your back like little things like that so I think it's really important it's also just like it's hard because mm-hmm. some type days like today, like I'm tired. Like I'm probably going to have to nap before my 630. Yeah. Like I'm just tired. But the naps before the classes are always great. Cause then but you, feel you have like to time them the right because they can also derail you. If you, if don't you do like nap too long. Like you have to do a 30 minute or a 90 minute. If you do a 60 minute, I'm no good. Interesting. Yeah. I think there's studies on that too. Yeah. Like whatever it's 30 is like, okay, 90 is fine. But if you do 60, like you're done though. <laughs> like absolutely not. Yeah, you're like, falling asleep on the bike. Yeah. Yeah, it's no good. <laughs> or you, I mean, you won't be falling asleep. It'll just feel like very taxing. You're yeah. Like, yeah. Because <laughs> you didn't hit like the REM sleep cycle. Yeah, right it's or not whatever. good. Yeah. It's not good. <laughs> this says, what are your favorite sole shoes? I guess like spin, shoes to spin in. Um, we were just talking about how the TMs are not for us. Oh, the TMs, we to, sorry. We're not trying to talk sorry. crap we're about them. We're not talking them. crap on TM, but for mm-hmm. me, I just don't feel as secure. So if you're going to do primarily indoor cycling, I always suggest it's called a look delta clip. It is like the red, the big red clip underneath the bike. You'll know it. It's If you say look delta, people will think you're like very smart and whatever about cycling. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the, I have a pair of the new legends that are like a soul shoe um that like have the little screwy thing on the side they're like the mm. wire ones yeah that's what I, have. I like them yeah those are really good and then I also like depending on what your budget is so like those are a little more expensive mm-hmm. but if you want just like a good cycling shoe that's not gonna break the bank and you're like just starting I love Shimano um yeah. 
I just have. That's what we used to have, like, way the back in the ones. day. Back at so like, even before the gray ones. We used to have the black yeah. ones. Like, do oh, you remember those or no. no? Yeah. We used to have black Shimano shoes with, like, the blue insides. Mm-hmm. Now they also make them in white. So that's, like, a very classic, like, very staple cycling shoe. And I think it might be, like, 80 bucks. Yeah. Um, which, again, is also an investment. Um, I'm not saying that's, like, cheap. But that is, like, the best, most, like, fiscally manageable yeah and then you're not paying for the rentals every time like imagine if you got rentals every time you'd pay way more than just like for one pair of shoes yeah Mm -hmm. I agree yeah and also for me um I feel like I yeah I I like and I switch between them just depending on I I leave different shoes at different studios so for me Mm -hmm. it it doesn't affect me as much, but if you're going to have your own shoe, you should stick to, like, whatever. Yeah. We like the sturdy ones. That's why we're not, yeah. like, huge TM fans. Fans. I felt the first time I rode in them, I was still having issues with my knee, and I was feeling really scared about they, my well, knee because, feeling unstable. I just felt unstable. Yeah. At the end of the day, like, that is called, like, the look delta clip is, like, a bigger, bigger portion of your foot can can rest on it so you feel like you have more control especially when you pull up on the pedals Mm -hmm. so everything else so the sbd clips the little metal ones they're so small so it's like all the pressure is on one point of your foot and also that kind of shoe is specifically made for outdoor cycling and this is what i've heard like i i'm only giving the knowledge that i can give from my own experience someone might be like that's not true (laughs) but like the, my experience is that that is more of an outdoor shoe for mm. really fast unclipping. Say, like, if you're on the road and, like, a car comes and you go to unclip really oh, fast. And that's why you don't feel as secure yeah. because we're not unclipping at SoulCycle mm. or indoor cycling in general. You yeah. want to be as tight in there as you can so yeah. you can also use your leg to pull up and get more power. Mm. I feel like, to the TMs, maybe it's just me, I almost feel like they're more, like, bendy, like, the shoe Yeah, themselves. I just don't feel sturdy. And, like, the Shimano, the Sole ones are very... They're like rock hard and solid. Like you're gonna feel like, like clipped in and like, like you're ready sturdy. to go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of the other ones. So. Yeah. Um. Wait, this is similar to shoes. Where are they? It was basically like, what are your favorite leggings to ride in? Oh, that's a good question. There's probably so, so many different. Many. You probably own like 200 pairs of leggings. I can't even. Imagine. I own so many, but I'm also really good at like gifting them away. Yeah. I'm constantly gifting like old soul clothes and things to like different riders and mm-hmm. friends and like whoever just because I go through it or like I'll get new stuff or like I have different credits on different websites yeah. and things like that. Like how or, much like, room do you have in your closet? Yeah, I don't. I have yeah. to like go through it systematically. Um, yeah. I guess my favorite things, I love it. Like I feel like in cycling it has to be high-waisted, period. Yeah, I, I don't understand why you would wear a legging that's not high waisted in general. Mm-hmm. But just because isn't I, that weird? Like high waisted leggings, I feel like didn't used to be a thing. no. They weren't. That's the scariest. Yeah, part. right. And it's now so it's like scary. All, like, yeah, like that's all we wear. Um, I don't know. I like. I mean, I obviously like love Lululemon. Um, mm-hmm. like any Wonder Unders. Wonder, Wonder Unders. I feel like the aligns are really thin, and like the rubbing on the insides, whatever yeah. the material is made out of, they can like get funny yeah everyone says not to ride in those like lulu they're like don't spin in those or do really sweaty yeah the aligns i feel like are more for like chill yoga and like chilling Mm -hmm. in general yeah (laughs) not working out in your pants um so i really like the wonder unders like just and um i'm trying to think of other ones i really like obviously like i love the booty by bra bands by kelly like she's amazing um I like a company called Lorna Jane. It's out mm. of California, Australia. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Aloe Yoga is really good yeah. too. Uh, like I really like everything that's on Carbon 38. That site's really great. Mm-hmm. 
and I like the soul sets. Sometimes the soul sets. Oh my god, is the soul lunar. sets are amazing. The, the so, seamless soul sets I have in every the single nux. color and nux. Yeah, it's like that thicker, tight fabric that's going to be like high waisted. Yeah, and it's so not going to move. You know. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like sometimes I'll buy a bra and I'll be on podium and I'm like, oh boy. A boob is coming yeah, out like, right Let now. me know if uh, <laughs> if there's a slip up here. Because that's another thing I'm always like, yeah. I really, I don't, I wouldn't know. Yeah. I'll let you know. <laughs> yeah, like, let me know. Maddie. Matt. Hey. We're not here for that. Yeah. <laughs> like, like the free people bra. You're like, like, we're oh, not here for that, that, but we kind of are. Yeah, I forget <laughs> what bra I was wearing. I feel like I was wearing like a weird, because like that will happen. Like some of the Lulu, I mean, some things are just not for cycling, right? Yeah. Like I have a couple of Lulu bras and like a couple other bras that are definitely like very low impact that you would wear to like yoga or something. But yeah. when you're like running from class to class and you just grab something and then you get there and you're like, oh my God. You're like, is this going to work? I'm like, oh gosh. I've definitely like worn, I remember, I think oh, it happened at Beacon Hill. I like took a nap and I was like late to class or something and when I went to take my sweatshirt off I had like what I call like a house bra on yeah it was like the sports bra from like Target that you know like <laughs> it has d- no color and yeah. it's like so not gonna hold you in yeah and I remember I had to do the whole class in a sweatshirt because I was like I can't ride in this house bra <laughs> so that was like the joke of the night is yeah. like I can't ride in a house bra that's like, <laughs> house and I had to like just like sweat in a sweatshirt. Mm. That's all I That's really funny. I used to show up and I wouldn't have clothes and I would have to like buy clothes there. I remember. <laughs> it's so crazy. Because me and Louisa would come like hungover. Like oh, we yeah, would like yeah. be about to be I mean I've definitely done that too. Like I've yeah. showed up places and I'm like okay I have to buy something. Yeah. But that, that is also like a cool part about like boutique fitness and like the berries and like whatever. SLT. I feel like almost every place now is kind of like I was thinking of it like when you were little and you'd go to Disneyland and they'd like put you out into the gift shop like mm-hmm. that's how boutique fitness is well, now yeah, right it is. like it's a one stop shop you can literally come off the street and be like I'm gonna take a class and everything's right there for you yeah between like the smoothie or the snacks or like whatever it's mm-hmm. like that's it's so all true. there it's I know weird, it's so right? ideal it's like Disneyland the sports bras and the leggings are just like yeah. ready for you mm. um oh this one's interesting what do you do on rest days so this is like a new thing for me. So my day off is Friday and I really try – my goal for 2020 is like to make Friday sacred because yeah. I would wake up and I would pack my day off with like all the things I didn't get done mm-hmm. during the week and it's like on Friday, it's like my no day. It's like it's I get like a service done, like be it a massage or a facial or um, just something nice for me. And also, like, it's an, like, I try to shut off my phone. Like, everything's a no for me. Mm-hmm. Because if I don't do that, I remember, like, a couple of times I would go to Seaport and, like, work out of Industrious. And I would, like, do all these different things. And, like, interviews and, like, all this stuff on my Fridays. And then it, it would come to Friday night. And I'm like, oh, my God, I have to teach again tomorrow morning. Yeah. Like, and I didn't I would even just have be, a rest I would day. just be so drained. Mm-hmm. So now, like, the goal of 2020 for me is, like, Fridays are sacred. Like, it's my day. Mm-hmm. And people are like, what are you doing tomorrow? I'm like, I don't have a plan. I'm not going to set an alarm. That's so good. And I'm just going to do whatever the hell I want. Mm-hmm. Because if I don't do that, it's setting me up for like just not – I'm not setting myself up for mm-hmm. success going into like the next six days. Yeah, you like need that. You need More it. than any other And like sometimes job. I'll do a workout. Like last Friday I did yoga sculpt and it was really fun. And like mm-hmm. I got to see all my friends. But I also still have to be careful because it's like – when you work out two to three times, six days a week, like, take a day off. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how you could do that. I, like, it's need nuts. a day off. Yeah. It's nuts. 
But I also like love that's what my true love always was was like working out and moving and dancing and mm-hmm. cheering and all that. So it is also hard to do nothing. Yeah. That's like I know like the days tough. that you like want to wake up but you're like this is supposed to be my rest day but like I'm going crazy. So yeah, I'm like crazy person. So I wake up I'm like I want to go to Barry's at like 6 a.m. on Friday and everybody's like what? <laughs> like can you not? <laughs> you're like can you actually not? <laughs> okay, this is just do you like hills or runs more? Just specific. Mm. That's such a loaded question. Yeah. For me that's just going to depend on music. Mhm. Like, I love a good hill, but I also love runs. Yeah. But I also love, like, a really good juicy hill. Mm-hmm. I thought you were going to say runs because I feel like you Oh, my like, gosh, no. I love, like, I mean, yeah, fast. I love runs, but I think, like, it's kind of like you can't have, like, the dark without the light, like, mm-hmm. the rain without the sun. So I feel like that's how, like, hills and runs are. Like, if you ran, I've gone to classes where we've run the whole time, and I hate it. I'm like, that was not fun, and it didn't make me feel good, and I yeah. left, and I didn't feel accomplished, and I'll never go back to that person's class. Yeah. But if it was all hills, I'd be bored out of my skull. Yeah. So it's like the perfect blend of both mm-hmm. that makes it challenging. You feel accomplished, like, and it makes it fun and interesting. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the placement of that is mm-hmm. like how you. Yeah. Keep it We've cool. been recording for so long. We have okay. This can be like the last question. Okay. It's kind of like two parts. What is your favorite part of being an instructor, and like the hardest thing, or like least favorite part about being okay. an instructor? My favorite part. I think my favorite part is always how you change someone's life and you sometimes have no idea. And that usually for me comes like through a card or Mm -hmm. something from somebody because a lot of times people are afraid to come up to the podium and talk to you and things like that, which, which like blows my mind because like I have some riders that ride with me like every day. Um, they ride with me all the time and they still like don't introduce themselves. And I just like, it like actually pains me inside. Like I know your face, but like I also don't like know you. Mm -hmm. So that part, um, is so meaningful. Like sometimes like I, people, oh, like will write, just the sweetest letters are like you have no idea what someone's going through or how you've helped them and like where they were in their life or a specific situation that they were in and you just have just absolutely no idea and then they write you this letter and you're just like floored mm-hmm. um so that's I think the most like I don't know feel good part of the job and then I guess the hardest part is just like feeding the beast because it's all the time you're on all the time like mm-hmm. I joke a lot that I feel like Minnie Mouse yeah at Disneyland and you have to like turn off and you go home and just like do nothing. Which is tough though because, yeah. you know, even when you're out with your friends or things like that, like you're always ex- like, I don't know, there's an expectation when you show up. Yeah. Um, so it is like, you know, sometimes I'll go somewhere people are like, you're being so quiet. I'm like, I'm just like really actually enjoying myself and I'm enjoying not having to like fuel the conversation or drive yeah. the environment. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes I go to dinner with my friends and that's always like the best when I can like almost just like sit back and listen. Yeah. So that part can be, like, kind of tough. Mm-hmm. But I would say there's not really any part where I'm like, God, I hate that. Or, yeah. like, that just really isn't serving me. Because at the end of the day, if that was the case, then I probably still wouldn't be doing what I'm doing. Yeah, like, obviously you love it. That's why you're doing yeah. it. Mm-hmm. I mean, is it challenging? Yes. Can days be super hard? Yes. Are there weird situations or, like, weird altercations that happen with riders and other instructors and all the in-betweens? Yes. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's, like... 
it is what it is. Yeah. It's magical. Yeah. So. And it's also fun. Yeah. And you love it. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Uh, wait, this has been so good. <laughs> I know. I can't this is so, this is a long one, but you guys had so many questions. Oh my gosh, I know. And, and like, obviously we can answer more and like, yeah. we're always around and in yeah. the studio. You can come visit yeah, us. Yeah. Come to Maddie's class. Talk to her. Introduce yourself. Yeah. That would be cool. Yeah. I would enjoy that. Imagine someone comes and they're like, I came from the podcast. Would that would be so, so cute. Some people do that. They DM me and they're like, I listen to your podcast in Seattle or wherever. And that's what's, that's that's what's so cool about podcasts. Yeah. So. I know I always freak out whenever I meet anyone in person and they'll be like, oh, I listen to your podcast. And I'm like, wait, that's what you found? Not even like my Instagram or Yeah, YouTube like or of all the things I do, that's how you pod- found me? And I'm just like, that's so cool. But that's like, what's, like, yeah, that's like really awesome. That's yeah. special. Or if people come, like find your podcast and then come to your class like from your yeah. podcast, like that's so cool. It's special. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for listening. <gasps> thank Thanks you. for joining us, Oh my God, Maddie. of course, this was amazing. This was so good. We could, I could ask you questions all I know, day I feel long. like we could keep going. Yeah. Maybe there's like gotta be a part two in yeah. the future. Oh yeah, we could do Ooh. part two for sure. Ooh. Yeah, because I feel like that was just like surface like it's so, so surface broad level, yeah. we could get like into it on yeah. like a topic yeah we could yeah but thank you guys for listening catch you in my next episode bye bye <laughs> look around you can find cars like these on auto trader like that car riding right your tail or if you're tailgating right now all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on auto trader too are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time well multitasking pro Cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.